Hey, what's up, guys? This is Juan Pablo from 100% Finance at 100%Finance.com from the 100% Finance Podcast. This is episode two. I have one of my good friends on the line, uh, JR. And today's topic, we're going to discuss financial freedom, pretty much the ins and outs of financial freedom. So, uh, JR, how's it going? Hey, Juan, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Everything is cool, man. It's coming along. Oh, perfect, man. That's, that's no, no complaints. No complaints here on my end. I hear that, man. I second that. So, um, just want, just wanted to give you a call, man, and thanks for, uh, for showing up on the show with us and uh, to drop some jewels on some of our listeners about uh, financial freedom. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, you know, I must thank you again for uh, thinking of me and, and giving me a shout and, and think that I actually might have something to contribute to the discussion here. Um, I think just be, between our experiences, uh, we we might actually have something to offer to to your listeners, you know, with respect to, to this particular topic. You know, uh, we've both been at it for quite some time, and uh, I, I know you're for sure there. Um, I'm, I think I, I would have to say I'm on the outside looking in, but like I'm right on the on the cusp of, of making it happen. Even though I, I kind of live like I am. Uh, but I, I'm still, I think, on the on the fringes and trying to get over that last, uh, you know, hurdle to to make it official. Um, but I think for people who are uh, starting out, just starting out, or just looking into what it means, um, I feel like we we could probably offer them quite a bit as far as uh, how to get started and and how to get moving and, and to make it happen. And, get to the point where where they're like you man you know living that financially free life yeah man but like i like to say to people it's it's kind of like uh you got to practice first before you get in the game or uh <laughs> or a window shop you know before you can make that that huge purchase you know so uh yeah, you know they, they say uh fake, fake it till you make it yeah I'm a, I'm a, right i'm a firm believer <laughs> i'm a firm <laughs> believer man you know fake, fake it till you make it i mean the the uh, I guess what's behind that is, is you have to be able to kind of visualize it and you have to uh, be practicing it uh, before you actually realize it and and so you know that that notion of faking it till you're making it man it, it, it rings so true if you don't see it in your mind if you're not taking active measures to make it happen it, it's never going to happen you know and, and so in a sense you have to start feeling it and you have to start acting like it. you have to be it you know what i mean before you before you realize it that's true and uh speaking of financial freedom like let's de- let's define it like what is your definition of, of the term oh man the way i think the way i would describe it is i, I don't know if there's i don't know if there's a dic- dictionary definition for, for financial <laughs> right it's a couple of uh, words that uh, are strung together but i i would define it as being able to uh, generate enough income from the assets that you own so that you yourself, in, in a passive manner, I, I would say, right? So that you yourself don't necessarily have to work if you don't want to in order to sustain your livelihood, right? And then there's so much more to it than that, but I think that encapsulates, encapsulates it, right? Um, having the, the resources... Um, necessary to live the life that you want to 
live, uh, but those resources that that income is, is is generated by assets that you put to work for you, um, and those assets generate the income that allows you to live uh, the lifestyle that you want to live. And if you didn't lift a finger <laughs> the rest of your life, um, other than to maintain those assets, make sure those assets are still performing the way that they're supposed to perform. But if you didn't, you know, uh, wake up, uh, uh, if you felt like sleeping in all week and stayed in bed the entire week, you would still be generating income and your bills would get paid. And, and you want to take that trip, you can take that trip. Like, that's that's how I see man, it. Man, you, you're making my mouth salivate right now, man, just thinking <laughs> of it. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you, you know, I know it's something that you you have pursued, and I know you achieved it. Um, what did you think it was before you started down the road, and like, how do you see it now that you're kind of actually living it? What uh, what's the difference between those two things? When you first had the idea and thought this is something I want to pursue, and what do you think about it today? Now that you are actually there and uh, trying to build and take your next steps. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a good question. I would say in the beginning, I had like this, this, I painted this picture in my mind that I'll be on a beach somewhere, Tahiti, or no, more likely DR. I'll be in Putacana at some, <laughs> at some four-star. I mean, maybe if I use hot wire, I'll probably, I'll probably get a three-star hotel, you know. It just, it just <laughs> you know, sipping on something flavorful and alcoholic, and uh, you know, have a nice lady by my side, and uh, it, it's pretty much just like just chilling, just basking in the sun, you know, and then you know, just occasionally check my bank account online and just see more money day by day, you know. That's that's how I envision it, and like people like coming to me like, hey Juan, hey hey, how'd you do it? Da 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 da. You know, just just getting the, uh, I guess the accolades for for achieving a, a great goal, but in, uh, in reality, being that I, I achieved it, it's really like I'm, afterwards. I feel like like Meek Mill says, "There's levels to this." You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not at that level yet where I'm on a beach in in DR, but I am I, sometimes I'm a beach in like Tampa Bay. <laughs> I mean, t- <laughs> or I'll be in uh, South Jersey somewhere, or maybe Coney Island. I'll be I'll be on a beach over there, <laughs> sipping Coney on a Budweiser. <laughs> right. Right, because because when I first um made my uh, quest to achieve financial freedom. I kind of had it as the uh, pile formula. This is something I, I kind of coined. It's like your your PI exceeds your LE. Your your passive income from your income producing assets, like you mentioned earlier, exceeds your LE, your living expenses. So that was just my bare minimal. It, I didn't really draft it in in regard to what I wanted. You know, extra. Even though I do have right. some nice extra things, like maybe a nice car or another apartment or what have you. Well, well that's in, that's interesting though, right? Because I, I think as a place to start. Like, that's a starting point. Yeah. And I love the formula. You know, your, your passive income is greater than your living expenses. That's, I think that's a great formula, and that's the basis for it. Like, at, the, at its minimum level, that's what you want. Your, your passive income to exceed your living, your current living expenses. And then from there, 
can, you know, you can grow as your ambitions grow, right? So like you said, you know, I found it interesting, though, that you said um, a, a three-star uh, a hotel in, on the beach in Putacana, right? I mean, it could have easily been a five-star, right? But but the, um, the passive income, you know, in relation to uh, a three-star hotel is less than the passive income that you would need to achieve the same thing if we're talking five-star hotels. And and mm-hmm. so uh, you made another, you know, you made another statement, there's, there's levels to this. And I think at its most fundamental basis, at, at, the, at the ground floor is your passive income equal to or greater than your uh, living expenses. And then as you go higher, as your ambitions grow, then you can figure out how to increase that passive income to be able to do other other things, man. And, uh, right, but right. I know, I, know I know you're there, so what does it feel like today that you don't actually have to go to work? Right? You don't have to go punch a clock anywhere. You you could just chill and and um, manage your current assets, and that will exceed or it currently does exceed your personal income. I mean, your personal uh, your passive income currently exceeds your living expenses, uh, and you don't have to work right now. What does that feel like to have gotten to at least that point? How do you feel about that right now, man? Man, it feels uh, it, it feels exciting and it, and it feels uh, surreal sometimes. And even even like you're in the day to day, it kind of feels like it's it's life now. Like it's a walk in the park. Like it's nothing special now. You know, at first, you know, it was all like I guess like a newlywed stage where you're like falling in love with the lifestyle, and you know you can't wait until the next day and kiss the lifestyle and stuff like that. But now it's like okay, the newlywed stage is over. Now this is this is life, and uh, I just feel like even though I don't have to work, like you mentioned, I still choose to because um, you know you you want to improve your or increase your lifestyle or or pile up, I should say, so to speak, like you like we talked about uh, levels to it. So you want to continue to pile up, continue to increase your living expenses. In in the same token, you know, increasing your passive income so you can have like a new level gotcha. of balling, so to speak. But uh, yeah, it feels uh surreal. But when I when I first quit my day job in uh, March 2014, man, I felt it was crazy. Like I felt enthusiastic and frightened at the same time, and uh, it was still kind of scary. Uh, not. I mean, I slept in like for for a month. I probably woke up every day like after ten o'clock. It just felt good just to sleep in, but I still woke up like feeling kind of scared to be honest with you. Because now I wasn't, uh, I didn't have that safety net of a paycheck, and I really had to live off my passive income from my real estate investments, and that that was scary. So at first, out of fear, I had to say this was really fear based. I was still trying to think of new ways I can make money just in case this real estate thing didn't work out. And then I was trying to be low-key about it. I was thinking, well, you know, I don't want people to know I have a job. So let me see. Maybe I can get my mortgage license and then I can start doing some mortgages just in case if things don't, you know, turn out the way I want them to turn out. Or let me try doing this. Or let me try applying for some hard money uh, position as a hard money lender. So that way I can still have some pretty much secured income coming in. 
And then once I finally uh, got over that fear and embraced it, it's like, you know what? There's always going to be challenges. And as an entrepreneur, if I'm challenged with a with a, a situation where it's hard for me to pay the bills, I just see that now as an opportunity to be a bit more creative and see how I can finance this or how I can get the uh, resources I need to, to stay afloat. So, um, yeah, but it, it's totally... Uh, it's totally different now. So now, um, even though, like you said, I might not have to work, I, I still work, but it's it's different now. The work I'm doing is based upon what I'm passionate about. And in the contrast to the work I was doing prior was work just to pay the bills. And I had zero passion for it. it was, I had more of an annoyance so, in the past. Go ahead. In, a, in a sense, in the, in the past, you you had a job. Right, you had to get up every day, go punch that clock. You had you had a yeah, job. Yeah, long commuting now, time. You don't, yep. you don't so much have a job. You you pursue I have your a, passion. I have a mission now. I would say. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like now yeah. now was like you know as a result of you know the website, one hundred percent finance the business, the podcast, the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. It's like now, it's like you want to spread the word. Like when you get good news, you just want to tell everybody. You know, if you got a new promotion, you got all A's on your report card, you're getting married, whatever the case may be, uh, you want to spread the news and tell everybody. So that's what I want to do with people. I want to tell people, like, there's more than one way to make a dollar. And make a way, make a dollar the way you want to make it. And just make sure that you have passive dollars coming in too. Because when you're starting something new, like uh, you're pursuing your passion, you might not see the returns right away. So it's, it's smart uh-huh. to have that uh, safety net, I would say now, is having that uh, those income-producing assets in your portfolio. So if, things, if you don't see an instant return off your new passion or your new business, whatever it is, at least you got your bills paid. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Makes makes sense. Makes it definitely makes a a, a lot of sense, man. And I, I feel like people should um just give this much more thought. I, I don't feel like enough people out there actually considers that this is an opportunity for them that they can reach this thing, you know, called financial freedom, um, and and that it's available. That it's available to them, and I find that rather shocking, man. You know that that that's the case, um, and it, it just seems unfortunate to me that not enough people are aware that this is an opportunity that is available to them. Because it seems like they could, you know, you could supplement your your nine to five with by investing, by creating business opportunities, or if you don't have time to run a business by creating investment opportunities and then having those investment opportunities um, subsidize or pay for your lifestyle. And if you want it to, to work, you know, let's say you are passionate about the job that you're currently in, let's say you get some enjoyment out of it, because I know a lot of people who do enjoy what they do for a living. Um, but with that said, I know they could still benefit from being, you know, quote-unquote, financially free um but not enough people are actually thinking about it and even considering it and and believe 
that it's it's possible. Meanwhile, you have a sub uh, segment of the population that definitely does think this is possible and actually has gone out and and achieved it. Yes. Yeah, I think it really has to deal with uh, being exposed to it because a lot of people don't they're not exposed to this lifestyle or they're not even uh maybe even familiar with this this phrase financial freedom or financial independence. Yeah. the concept. So how did you how did you come to know that this thing exists? How did you become aware or enlightened about um, the the possibilities for being financially free? I say uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" by Robert Kiyosaki. That that really sparked a fire, and I would say meeting Dwayne Harden, you know, uh, uh, our mentor in, in New York City, uh, Rich Dad NYC. He kind of uh, fueled that that small spark when uh, gotcha. when he told me about his lifestyle, and it just really it was an eye opener because I didn't think uh, after reading "Rich Dad Poor Dad," I thought it would be cool. You know, that own a property too, but I didn't really believe at that point that you can have enough rental properties or royalties or whatever uh, passive income you're receiving, residual income, to exceed your living expenses. I just thought, you know, you can have one or two properties or something like that, but I always thought you were supposed to have a day job. Like, that that was, uh, that was just a norm, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so after speaking with those two guys and meeting other people like you and Steve and other members of the group, I, I realized uh, at that point, if these guys are doing it, why can't I do it? And that's when I really start uh, uh, making a decision and pursuing it. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think um, I think I was introduced to the concept uh, through um, Robert Kiyosaki's which I poured that book as well um, but I actually where I differ a little bit is I actually had this notion in my mind that I would always work for myself right it's, I, I can't even tell you how far back it, it goes but you know even before I left high school I had this, I can't even quite describe it, it's just this thought, this prevailing thought in my in my head that I wanted to be my own boss. And so I knew that that existed, right? I knew that that was possible. I just didn't know then how to even go about doing something like that, right? Uh, I had no clue how to go about doing something like that. And it took a lot of uh, trial and error on on my part uh, before I started to truly grasp what it meant. Um, but you know, the book like that for that, and, and I guess we're giving them a, a little bit of a promo right now. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to do so because the book, you know, definitely did open my mind to the possibility. Like it really did. Um, opened me up to the potential of what was out there and I started looking at the world a little bit differently and so all the things that I was thinking about as far as oh I want to be a business owner I want to be an entrepreneur I want to work for myself all of a sudden I had a sense for how to actually do that and I started understanding what wealth was 
I didn't really have a sense for what wealth was. I just knew rich, you have a lot of money, you can do whatever you want. Like, that's kind of how I was thinking about it back then. But as I started to really understand what the concept of wealth was and how to go about building it, all of, all of the things that, that I was thinking before but didn't really quite know how to do, I started to have a better understanding for how to go about doing them. And, um, and yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne introduced me to that, man. He, uh, he really did. And, uh, kind of opened my mind to that. He, he made me read the book, um, cause that was one of the requirements to participating in the group. And oh, yeah, after right. reading the I book, about that. that's right. yeah, after reading the book, it just started making sense. And I think it's one of those things where for, for a lot of it is timing, I think. Um, sometimes you might have a sense in your head for what you want to do, but the time isn't right and the stars aren't quite aligned. And I, and I hate to use that type of phrasing because you're kind of leaving it to like fate or right, something right. Um, where I think it's, it's much more uh, in your um, realm right. and in, in your hands. Yeah, you have, I think, much more say and what happens to you than, than I think most people think. Um, but I do believe the timing, there's a certain thing about that, man. Like I, like, I knew I wanted to do these things back in the day, but I didn't know how to do them. And I was kind of uh, running in place, so to speak. You know, the tires were turning, but I was kind of stuck in, in a pit, and I couldn't get out. And then, you know, just met Dwayne, and, you know, kind of just happened in. On, on Dwayne. Um, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time when I met Dwayne. Like, I didn't go out specifically to meet him, but I just happened to be in the right place, right time. Uh, he told me what he did, and I thought, holy cow, I've been looking for something like this. And here it is. And I just, and at that point, when it was, when the opportunity was presented to me, I, I made the decision, I made the move to start taking action. Right? And so, timing, I think, has a, a great deal uh, to do with it, but I think those kind of things, like like the things that are serendipitous, happen as a result of some actions that are being taken. Um, while I didn't set out to meet Dwayne, the reason I met him was because I was looking to buy a property and I was shopping for a mortgage. And if I wasn't taking action with respect to that, I wouldn't have happened upon uh, Dwayne. So. It, while in many respects it was serendipitous, you know, there was some activity that I was performing that put me in position for that to happen. And so that leads me kind of to the next question, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to live this uh, lifestyle, what do you need to do to make it happen? Right? What, what did you do to make this happen? Mm, that's, that's a good question. Uh uh, you know, there, there was a couple things I had to do that was like technical to make it happen. You know, like get my credit repaired and same thing as you said, start forming a team, you know, talk to a mortgage broker about getting a mortgage or getting financing partners or using credit, things like that. But I think what really happened um, that, that catapulted me was uh, was making a firm decision and settling on that decision. You know, setting a goal. You know, at, at 26, I'm 31 now, but at 26, I decided 
I wanted to be financially free and independent by age 30. And I wrote it down, made it plain, put it on my bedroom wall like the creed, and uh, I started doing it. I started following other stuff in books like Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, all these self-help books that, that help you become a better you. And not only did I just read this stuff, but just like you said, I took action on it. I applied it. You know, and uh, that's what really catapulted me because I start I start having um, uh, conversations with myself. You know, like going back to work after joining these these groups where you know I'm, I'm around individuals who I want to become, and that's also another reason how you become successful. You associate with people who you want to become. You know, if you want to be become a good ball player, you got to hang around good ball players. You know, and if you hang around knuckleheads, you want to be a knucklehead as well. So I had to start changing my associations and stop hanging out with employees, you know, after working the beer and start hanging out with entrepreneurs and go get a beer with them instead, you know. But uh, when I start having these conversations with myself, I start reflecting on the different uh, lifestyles, you know, after hanging with you and people in the group and reading books, YouTube videos, podcasts, seminars, all this good stuff. And then when I would go to work. I'm like, if I finish my job by two o'clock, why I gotta sit here till five? I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And then when my boss comes across my cubicle, I have to shuffle papers just to appear to be busy. And then I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yo, um, if I if I'm able, I'm like, why do I have to be at work from eight to five thirty? Like. What if I wanted to work from 7 to whatever 8 hours is or 9 hours is? 7 to 4 o'clock in the morning just so I can avoid the rush hour and the traffic and this and that. Why can't I do that? Why Why does it matter? Of course, you know, if you're done with other people, that might matter. But And I'm like, and why why, why don't I have to take a, a one-hour lunch break? What if we're having a really great conversation and the conversation needs two hours? And I'm like, I should be able to take a two-hour lunch break. And what if that that two-hour lunch break and then that two-hour conversation really requires an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> you know, and why can't I partake in this alcoholic beverage for two hours <laughs> you know, at my leisure? <laughs> or, or like, if I'm a grown, and this is how I thought, you know, I'm 25, 26, and I'm like, if I'm a grown man, you know, I'm thinking I'm a grown man. If I'm a grown man, why I gotta ask another grown man for permission to take a day off or to come in a little bit later? I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. The the, the and then when I start like continue to go to work, I I started to realize how foolish this was, and that's just the time part. I didn't even touch on the income part about having a cap on my on my earning potential. You know, I work. As hard as the next man. Again, I work for the government, so it might be a little different in the private sector. But for the government, you know, you're just set for life. You can do whatever you want, won't get fired, you know. And you get them automatic cost of living increases or them automatic pay grade increases. So you can do little to nothing and still get a, a raise next year. And I, I used to work hard, you know, because I, I was competitive as well. So I wanted to be the best. And I realized when I worked harder, People would get made, you know, get paid more than me. More. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and my my coworkers, my uh, colleagues, 
they wouldn't work as hard, but they'll get paid more simply because of tenure. I'm like, and that shouldn't be the case. I'm thinking you should get paid based upon based upon your efforts, you know, and stuff like that. That kind of um, bothered me as well, and I wanted to increase my earning potential because with real estate, after you know, uh, hanging out with certain people and reading certain things, which boils down to all my associations, I started to realize that hey, I can give myself a raise anytime I want just by buying another property. So why don't I just focus on keep buying property so I can keep giving myself monthly raises? And I can just so be your, more creative. Your vehicle, your vehicle for financial freedom was uh, pursuing real estate opportunities. That's what you decided that you were going to settle on. Uh, why, why did you pick real estate? Yeah, that yeah, that's true. That's how I like to um, coach people as well. It's like you see where your starting point is at. Just like if I want to go to Atlanta to New York, I have to first, before I set something in the GPS, I have to say, okay, where's my location currently, Atlanta, and where's my desired destination, my desired location, the end result, New York City. And uh, then I decided, well, what vehicle can I get, you know, to get me there? It could be a car, it could be a plane, it could be on foot, a bike, whatever, public transportation. And I thought, real estate, because I always had an affinity for real estate. Like, when I used to go on dates when I was younger, I used to always, uh, we used to go to go look at uh, open houses, and I would pretend like I'm buying it. You know, of course, I didn't have no credit, no money, but it was fun to me just to see these, these huge houses. I just thought it was just cool because I didn't have a huge house growing up or wasn't exposed to that. You used to, uh, you used to take your dates to open houses? Bro, so many benefits. <laughs> Primary benefit is free. You don't have to spend one dime to take her to an open house and then they got snacks they have appetizers they have beverages <laughs> bro <laughs> you can't beat that bro this you can't beat that oh, man. <laughs> so, i was i was yo i was missing out i, I was missing out i did not know this <laughs> hey but it's not too late man it's not too late <laughs> you can still do it I'm now I'm feeling like I missed out, man. <laughs> that would have been, been, been great in the 20s, you know? Right. So, so I, I used to do that and look at the houses, and I always just thought it would be cool. And then when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and realized, oh, and this was the kicker right here. The, the, the main thing was the ability to leverage yourself into a deal. You know, there's, there's other assets that you can use some, some leverage, but to me, uh, with real estate, you can use 100% financing to to get yourself into okay. a deal to get income. So, so meaning meaning then that uh, you didn't require a ton of money to to get started in in terms of uh, starting to acquire real estate. Um, you didn't require a ton of money to to get started, and because of the ability to to leverage it. Yes, that's correct. Right. But I think we should we should definitely make it clear that um, for for everyone out there listening, you you can use other types of asset classes to generate this uh, passive income, if you will, and uh, and reach your goals of financial freedom. Real estate just happens to be one um, that uh, Juan has been involved in. That I started I started out in myself, 
and um, I'm actually left it for a while, but I'm starting to get back into it. And um, but there are other asset classes that you can look into. Um, starting starting a business, um, creating a, a business, right, and uh, developing that business and growing that business to the point where it's profitable and you can live off the profits of, of that business. Um, and then you can you can take incomes from work and invest in securities. You know, there are people who are able to have successful uh, uh, businesses in just investing or, or able to create passive income rather than just investing in, in various securities. And I think that, you know, for some people that that works and that's an excellent uh, vehicle. Uh, but I, I would say with respect to any asset class that you choose, you have to educate yourself about it, um, how it works, you know, what are the avenues using that asset class to reach those levels that you um, want to, to reach. I think, uh, you know, the education is, is paramount and just just developing yourself, um, acquiring the knowledge and learning how to actually apply that knowledge is is key to making this happen. And it's probably one of the more important uh, aspects of this thing that people should be aware of. It's not a matter of just saying you want to do this. You have to learn about the various um, methods and then, and then understand and develop your ability to to utilize that newfound knowledge to make this thing happen yeah i agree it's just like this the analogy uh you choose your your destination your end result your desired outcome and you just have to figure out the the, the vehicle that you want to use you know whatever yeah. Yeah. whatever uh floats your boat so to speak and i know you had a um a separate vehicle that you use. Uh, you mind telling the listeners a little bit about your your vehicle of choice? Uh, well, like I said, I, I did start out in in real estate. Well, I, you know what? That's not a hundred percent true. I I started out thinking I was going to just be a business owner. I didn't know what business at the time. Um, and real estate itself can be a business. Right, um, but at the time, I really did not know what business. I didn't really um, have anything that I was passionate about per se. What I was passionate about was being my own boss and just having my own thing. What that thing was or should be, I had no clue, and so I had to go figure it out. So I've been trying all sorts of things um, since since I was in college. I've been trying all sorts of things. I started off trying to. Uh, do a barbershop back in school, um, right? Opening up a barbershop on campus. That was something that I started to do. Um, didn't fully pan out, but that was like one of the first uh, ventures that I pursued. Then I was promoting parties and doing stuff like that. Had some success doing that, actually. Um, then I wanted to start a magazine in a media company, right? Um, and that's something that I actually still very interested in. Uh, but I started, uh, I started to build a magazine um, then I switched it to uh, online uh, publication. They didn't end up launching it, right? They didn't end up launching it. And so because I got distracted by other things, um, which, which actually turned into real estate. I got distracted by real estate. The real estate market was hot at the time, and I thought, oh, this would be great. So I jumped into real estate. 
and um, through real estate, started to kind of uh, learn about how to uh, build financial freedom. Right before real estate, I wasn't really thinking financial freedom. I started thinking financial freedom after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then real estate just happened to be the hot thing at the time. Um, this was around like '06, '05, '06, and I thought, oh, okay. Let's use real estate to make this financial freedom thing happen. And so I started to go down that road. But my timing was a little bit off because when I started, it was around when the market started to crash. Uh, and so it wasn't ideal. And I didn't have enough experience to take advantage of what was going on back then. Like everybody else, I kind of ran for the hills and thought, okay, let me try, let me try something different. So from, from there, I jumped into franchising and, uh, you know, got together with a, a group of friends and bought a franchise business. And so that's kind of what I've been doing for the past five years, um, operating my franchise business. And and so it's at the point now where, yeah, I generate uh, most of my income from, from that. Uh, and the business is at a point where it's pretty stable. It's, it's uh, I don't have to be there uh, every day to make it run. Um, even though I still have to put in some hours, which is why I said before I'm not really financially free yet. Um, I don't have to be, while I don't have to be there every day, I do have a lot of free time on my hands uh, because I don't have to be there every day, but I still need to put in a minimum amount of hours. I would say, you know, for me, I'm probably doing roughly, you know, 15 hours a week, you know, still kind of overseeing things, making sure things happen that, the, the way that they're supposed to. And uh, my goal is to reduce that to no hours a week, right? Zero hours a week, or as little hours a week as humanly possible, um, so that I can do whatever I feel like doing a hundred percent of the time, because somebody else is, uh, or you know, have staff and, and you know, and systems in place where by the business continues to operate, continues to generate revenues, continues to generate a profit, and I can kind of just sit back. I'm close to that now. Um, myself and uh, the partners that I have in the business, we're, we're close to achieving that, um, but we're still a little bit, uh, I think, of a ways out from getting to that goal. But in the meantime, um, I'm starting to pursue other uh, investment opportunities. And so, which is why I'm, I'm trying to get back into the real estate game because the business is stable enough where I can start to, I, I have more free time and I can start to look at other things. So, um, I have one asset class that's working for me right now and now I want to develop some other asset classes um, and have those start working for me as well. And I'm trying to jump back into the, the real estate game, um, starting to get a little bit more active in, in that area again. And I'm hoping to start doing, you know, some of the things that, that you've been doing um, in order to kind of get to where I want and need to get to. And uh, so everybody's, uh, like, you know, you gave the formula before, P, uh, PI equal or greater to, you know, your LE. And that's, that's different for each individual. So your, your LE and my LE may not be the same may not be the same thing, right? They may not be the, the exact same number. Um, in fact, you know, everyone's will probably be different. And so I have to try to get to 
my PI to, to my LLE uh, so that I can uh, fully claim, you know, financial financial freedom. Uh, but for me, it's, it's been uh, a work in, in progress. Uh, and, and I'm happy to say that I've definitely seen progress from the time that I've started. And, you know, now it's time to kind of get to that point that I, that I started to um, try to get to. And, I, and I'm close. So hopefully within the next, you know, year or two, I can kind of get over that, that hump and then start to play a much bigger game. Yeah, that's a good point you made that, uh, you know, um, like someone else's uh, financial freedom goal or uh, method of getting there may be different than someone else. Because it's kind of like, you know, if we both want to go to New York City and you're traveling from Philadelphia, but I'm traveling from Atlanta, you know, you might you might get to that financial freedom goal a little quicker than I could. Unless if I had a faster car than you, and in other words, I was being a little bit more aggressive in my approach than you were, because you know, I, I realized right, that, right. like some some. And it's, it's a it's a very personal it's a very personal thing too, you know. Um, you know, some people just have a sense in their mind for how they want to get somewhere. You know, you might, like you said, you, you might be trying to go from Philadelphia to New York, and but you decide, you know what? I want to. I want to get there. I know I'm going to get there, but I. I like to walk. I like right? the scenic route. As, as, yeah, as, as crazy as that sounds, are you like? I. I like to walk. I want to be able to kind of, uh, just immerse myself in this thing and kind of get there. You know, one step at a time, slowly but surely, right? And that that might be the person who says, you know what? I like the, the nine to five. I like what I'm doing. You know, because you might be a nurse or. Uh, a teacher, you know, where you might think about it and say, you know what, I'm not going to make a ton of income from my job, but I love helping people. I love educating people. I love taking care of people. I still want to do that because it's not necessarily about the money. It's about my being able to have an impact on somebody's life. And, and, and maybe that doesn't leave you the opportunity to be as aggressive in this area, but you can surely take a path to get there it may take a little longer but you can take that path and you can still get there and so you can you know the analogy would be yeah you decided to walk there rather than you know take a plane or a boat or train or jump in a car right right but you can still get there you can that, still achieve that goal yeah and on that same token that person who may choose to walk they might also think that it's more secure as well because flying in the plane is risky so let me right. go ahead and walk right. and take it slow <laughs> you know, the safe and secure route to get the finances. And it might take them a little bit longer. And, that, and another uh, thing to say about that same thing about walking, this person might want to say, well, I don't want to pay any tolls. And if I drive, I might have to pay tool, tolls, and that's going to be a bit right. more costly. So why don't I just walk or take the long route to, to get to that goal? But someone else may say, you know what, I don't care about the tolls. If it's going to help me get there faster, I'll do it. I'll pay for this service, or I'll pay for this coaching, yeah. or I'll pay for this ebook, or I'll pay for this $30,000 you, you know, You know, it's interesting, you know? Um, you know, just just to give, you know, Kiyosaki another plug, <laughs> but when you play that Kiyosaki game, um, the cash flow game, yeah. right, you, you, the players that you choose, um, you know, they have a variety of different players, and you can be, uh, like, a, a lawyer, a doctor, a plumber, or, or whatever, uh, a teacher, 
right? Like there are various occupations that you start out with when you're in the rat race. You start out in various occupations and some occupations give you um, greater ability to do certain things just because of the income that you generate, right? So I think like the lawyer has a much higher income than the teacher in the game. However, you learn that in the game, it's not so much about where you start, it's how you, it's how you play. And despite the fact that the teacher might have uh, less in terms of income to, to start out with, if they play the game right, they can get there before the attorney who had the, the higher income in the game. They can get to that financial freedom, which is the point of the game. They can get there before uh, the professions that had the higher income, such as like the lawyer or, or the doctor. So, you know, it, it's important that people understand it's not necessarily where you start out. You know, it's it's the knowledge that you acquire along the way, how you apply that knowledge, and if you do that in in an effective manner, you can get to where you're trying to go, um, and you can do it at a much faster um, pace than someone else who may have started out with perfect credit and a lot of money. Yeah, on paper they may have started out better than you, but. Because you had this immense desire, you took massive action, um, you applied the knowledge that you acquired, you, you are able to get there much faster. So anyone, anyone who has a de- desire to do it can, can do it. Um, but it's, it's a personal thing. It's a deeply personal thing. Uh, but I think oftentimes people have, you know, fears and are skeptical and, you know, may not even necessarily believe in themselves. And they got to kind of get over some of those mental blocks um, in order to start, you know, trying to achieve this. And, and that's that's what it boils down to. It boils down to, like you said, desire. Like, uh, they, can grow, they can grow rich by Napoleon Hill. He said that's like the number one uh, principle for achievement is having a strong desire. Because even though you might start from Philly and I'm starting for Atlanta, from Atlanta, you know, I might have a further distance than you because you might be more financially ahead than I am, you know, with your credit right. and with your bank account, IRAs, and or even your knowledge, you might be far ahead. But if I had a strong desire to get to New York ASAP in two hours, I'm going to find the most aggressive method, and I'm going to spend all my waking hours um, doing what I can to get to that goal faster. But you, on the other hand, you might say, well, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. I'll take the slow and scenic route. So it's, it's kind of like... Um, yeah. It's kind of like a spectrum. It's like on one end of this, on the spectrum, you have uh, fear. Because some people, they might say, yeah, yeah, I want financial freedom, but I'm scared of taking risks. Or what if I do this and it doesn't work out? Or what if my family and friends who uh, kind of try to talk me out of it say, I told you so. And then on the other end of the spectrum, what would you say that would be? Like if... If one person said fear, what do you think would be the other end of that spectrum? Uh, just reckless abandon. <laughs> reckless <laughs> abandon. <laughs> you know? Because in many respects, right, you, you've got to have the the people who, you know, you get to the, to the pool party, right? And, and the people who don't want to jump in and kind of dip in and toe in and see if the water is, is, is warm or, or whatever, if it's suitable. And then you have those who, who just kind of run in and just jump into the deep end. You know, with with no concern at all for what might what might be there awaiting them, um, and so I think if if you know, I think those are probably the two 
uh, opposite ends of that spectrum, and you might fall somewhere in in between that. You know what I'm saying? Like, while I wouldn't um, advise anyone to be so cautious that they don't ever take action, I think on the opposite end, I wouldn't advise anyone to be so so reckless either. Um, but you kind of want to find the right balance for you. What's what's right for you? Um, and and pursue it that way that's true all right so uh we're, we're just about to wrap this up um but i think it was a great discussion about uh financial freedom and just taking some different perspectives and using some analogies to uh to explain a little bit further uh is there any uh last talking points you want to discuss about uh financial freedom yeah, i mean you know we could probably we could probably go on forever <laughs> You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. This, this, do could, that. Probably a, this could be a three-hour uh, <laughs> conversation, like easy, right? Um, I know we could probably create an acronym for financial freedom, like the F stands for fun, yeah, <laughs> right? The I, yeah, we, intensity, we right? Definitely do that. Maybe we should challenge ourselves to come up with like a, a keyword for each letter in in the frame. Uh, yeah. In the term, right. And, maybe uh, maybe when we don't have anything better else to do, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next podcast, we we talk about that. But um, I, I would say that certainly it is something that is achievable by anyone, anyone who wants to do it. It's a it's a worthwhile, I think, pursuit. Um, I feel like uh, you'll discover a lot about yourself, uh, who you are, what makes you think, what what are the things that most. Uh, that you're most passionate about and, and drives you, right? Because there's, there's nothing like uh, not having uh, these obligations of, like, day-to-day, you know, 9 to 5 and X, Y, Z, and, and then trying to figure out what it is that you truly want to do with yourself. Because um, I have people say to me, shouldn't you be somewhere, like, right now, right, um, shouldn't you be at work or doing something, and I'm just like, well, I don't have to work, right, and, and so, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do with myself, um, I have the, the opportunity to look, truly, you know, reflect and look within myself to figure out what it is and how it is that I want to be productive in, in this world and where can my uh, talents, skills, whatever, be best used. And, you know, financial freedom affords that to a lot of people. And I'm, and I'm not even financially free yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just have created some systems that allow me to, to start to pursue this, this thing. So, you know, imagine... Imagine the day I could actually say I'm financially free. Um, uh, who, who knows what I'll be able to, to, to do next, you know? And, and I know, you know, you being where you're at, I know you're having a, a blast, but I can definitely see the work that you're putting in. And even taking this on, where now you're doing the podcast and you're actually um, coaching other people on, on how to achieve this. And, and I've actually heard some of the feedback from people who, you know, uh, participated in some of the things that you've, you've put together and they're beneficial, you know. If I go on just their feedback, the people see that cologne, 
they've actually gotten something substantial out of it and and hopefully they actually apply and, and use it but you're able to do that because you've actually been able to attain this thing you know at least the minimum levels of this thing we call financial freedom uh so it's definitely worthwhile and i would um you know i would i would say to anyone who's thought about pursuing it to pursue it figure it out what how to make it work for you and then go ahead and do it yeah you won't, you won't regret that decision yeah thanks you Art. i appreciate that it's kind of like a blessing and a curse kind of like uh they're like oh Juan can do it because he got the time he don't got no job to go to oh Juan can, you know i'm like yo man i mean just because i don't have a job doesn't mean i still don't work you know because i still like to pursue other other ventures and things of that nature and uh, another curse about it is they just think you're just, like, filled with money. Oh, Juan can get it. Like, I remember uh, my mom was telling me how, uh, you know, Juan would treat Or you go to dinner with, like, 18 people, and they all look at you to pay the bill. You're like, hey, 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 hey. Uh, Separate checks, please. <laughs> no. Right. right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a formula, right? So when you increase something on this side of the equation, especially if you if you increase the LE side of the equation, then you have to increase the BI side of the equation for things to balance out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if this not balanced, if it's teetering on the LE side, then. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, not, that's not the uh, way. yeah, I'm not that's saying that uh, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm broke here, but there are some times as an entrepreneur, no, no, I, I get it. you know, as an entrepreneur, if something happens, sometimes you have to come out of take money out of one pot to pay for another pot, and that that pot might yeah. be your traveling expenses, you know, especially if it's like an emergency type situation. So it's just some things you got to be mindful of when you when you get into that that world. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe that could be the topic for the next thing. You know, we could talk about actual wealth building. Because I think this was a good introductory um, uh, to what financial freedom is. Uh, but I think in the next one, in the, in the formula was sort of like the basis. But now we got to talk about, or I think people would probably be interested in hearing, well, um, you know, the 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 bigger picture of it, you know, with, with respect to wealth, because just you know, if your if your passive income just equals your living expenses, the net effect of that is essentially zero. Yes, you don't have to work, but can you do much much more if you're if you're just meeting your living expenses, or if your living expenses go up, you know, what you need to do for your passive income to go up and, and match that. And I think that's a greater conversation with respect to wealth, wealth building, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know that that could be something that that would be interesting to talk about in more detail. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I mean, on average, I probably travel like twice a month now. That's what I've been averaging, just traveling to different places. And it's kind of like work and play, you know. But right. I factor that into my my living expenses. I just didn't factor in, you know, treating you out to dinner. Right, you know. right. <laughs> so, so, so you know, you right. gotta, gotta, you just gotta kind of. Uh, but it's like now, it's gotta like. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, 
No, I'm just, you just got you got to have that reserve. And have that reserve fund. Have, uh, yeah, I have to increase my uh, my play money a little bit more, you know, for others. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're hanging out with some old friends, and they might not be at the at the point where you are financially. So you still want to enjoy their company. So then you have to right. allocate for that, you know. But gotcha. Yeah, but it's all good, man. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't go back to uh, punching the time clock and being in rush hour and sitting on the subway. No. Or standing on the subway. Nah. Nah, I, I don't know why anyone would. I think it's one of those things that once it's hard to go back. You know what I'm saying? Once, once you, um, once you go in that direction and you start to have even a little, right? Even just a, a smidgen, of, uh, you just got a little taste of it. Where you're like, holy, like this thing can work. You know, like like this is possible. Once you kind of get that sense it becomes very difficult to go backwards. Yeah, it's you like going I mean? from, once, from once steak you know, to fish sticks. Once you know that this thing is achievable, it's very hard to go in the opposite direction. It's like you start to be even more driven to make that thing happen. That's true. All right, well, let's wrap up this call. We're near the hour mark, but thank you so much, JR. I appreciate your time, brother. And uh, it was good seeing you in New York. It was it a weekend before last? And, yeah, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, bro. So let me yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it again, man. Most definitely, man. And uh, anything else? Last words? Nah, I think I'm good, man. I'm good until until next time. Until next time, man. So this is to your success. All right, peace. Same, same to you, bro. Later.